0: We are back on a Wednesday. How we doing, everybody? Thanks for checking in with us. 405-651-3439 on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get a bunch of texts, as we always do today. want to hear from you folks out there in the Ref Army. want to thank uh, last year Home Comfort Systems again for sponsoring our first hour here on The Ref, whether you're looking to repair, replace, or maintain your AC unit or your furnace, call Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family-owned and operated, been in business now in the metro area for 16 years, with a great reputation, call them up at 405-579-3113. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Parker Thune, joining me in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, a day away from leaving for his honeymoon. How you doing? How's everything?
1: well steely today sucks a little less than yesterday which in turn sucked a little less than the day before but you know the good news is tomorrow i'll be out on the islands so yes relief is troll on the free. horizon troll totally. free
0: yes troll free as free as the wind troll free <clears throat>
1: i'm sorry by the way do you have any idea who tuscany bob stoops is uh
0: I don't know. He can be mean sometimes.
1: and yeah, no joke. I'm pretty sure that guy hates
0: me more than anybody on social media, which is saying a lot right now. He he occasionally has some pretty decent insight, but uh he he's he's a mean man, very mean. You know? There's nothing wrong with kindness, ladies and gentlemen. I mean think about Mr. Rogers and what he said. Look for the helpers. That's what you do. four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine uh anyway well good to know just know this the trolling will fade you know it's gonna people it's real easy to come after somebody again with an assumed name and all of that stuff if you have your real name on it you know there's some that will do that which is fine but it happens you're gonna miss and guess what this will fade away eventually people are mad you know uh i get it. Uh, I understand the frustration, but sometimes, again, social media is one of the uh, evils of society. 405-651-3439 on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm coming down with one of those summer colds. I I sneezed uh, yesterday afternoon, and I could feel it in my chest, and I thought, no. So that's why I'm wearing a Riverwind hoodie right now in, uh, in the middle of August, but I think we uh, medically we've got it taken care of. Jamin from Tulsa, good afternoon to you. we got texts rolling in big time already. We appreciate that. All right, I want to hear, let's play right off the bat, our ortho-central clip of the day. Bob Stoops on the rush yesterday with Teddy and Tyler and uh, talking about being at the Sooners scrimmage over the weekend, and here's what Bob's uh, impressions were of that scrimmage.
2: I thought it looks good. It's always odd or hard as a head coach, and that's how I watch it. Uh, because, you know, each side of the ball has their plays or has good plays and bad plays. And so it's hard if you're not, if you're on one side of the ball or the other, you can say good or bad. When you're the head coach, it's kind of always bad Mm -hmm. and always good. I really like our running backs. I think they're going to surprise people. I really think our O line's in great shape. I think defensively, our front, with uh everybody up front in the D line, D ends and linebackers will be stronger than a year ago and I I think some of the new additions in the secondary are going to are going to make a splash. Um anyway, I think Dylan, you know, with more experience will be you know, will will have more success overall. And um you know, the receivers back, there's some, you know, strong ones with experience, but I think some of the new young ones are going to like like always, they're gonna all of a sudden have their opportunity and they're gonna they're gonna make a difference. So I, I, I I'm very optimistic. There you go, Bob Stoops says things are
0: looking pretty good based on hey, what he we, saw Saturday. And we even got it anyway from Bob yes. Stoops. I uh Bob when Bob speaks, people listen and they should listen and they always do here on the ref. Uh, you know, whenever he's on Tuesday, he was on at 345 yesterday. That's our Orthocentral clip of the day. Orthocentral clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now at brand new Tri-City location that services Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard, their full service clinics, treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Their Saturday in- injury clinics have a great reputation. And those will be starting up again soon for the high school football season. All right, four hundred five-six five one-thirty-four thirty-nine. So uh, based on what Bob said, he liked a lot of what he saw. What is the best room right now for the Sooners, and what is the riskiest room right now for OU, in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good question. The best room and the riskiest room.
1: I would say the best room, and like this isn't going to shock anybody. This is not a hot take. I would say the best room is the running back room.
0: I, I think most people would probably say the same thing. The riskiest room to me
1: Interior defensive line is a little narrow, a little specific. I don't know if I can pick that. I I guess tight end would be my answer there, simply because you know what you have in Austin Stogner, yeah, you'd but in no a world where Austin right Stogner has to miss any time, there are major questions that arise.
0: Caden Helms, uh, you've had some injury issues there. Jason Llewellyn is working his way back. But, yes, that I think that's probably the right answer, 405 651 Thirty-four, thirty-nine. Uh What do you think about tailgating being back on Lindsay Street? Great job by Joe Harris and uh, Joe C. on that one. Um, you know, people are even going to complain, well, it's, you know, only so much here or there. They're, they're making their way back, all right? Like I said, I just think and I understand when you're in that situation, if you're one of the two Joes or both of these Joes, obviously. They're no ordinary Joes, I can tell you that. They're really good at what they do. But... You've got to be looking for income streams and and corporate sponsorships. I get that. But it just felt like it was, you know, 90% corporate, except for the areas along Campus Corner to an extent. And I think the Lindsay Street area coming back is going to make it uh, a lot less corporate because corporate usually means boring, but it also means big dollars. So I get why they do it. But I'm happy people will have their opportunities uh, again to get back and tailgate on Lindsey Street. I can still remember uh, talking to the Tennessee fans. Last time Tennessee was here, Butch Jones was the coach, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And they were great. They were great. They had a great time. And, you know, as Brent said when he was over at Rudy's not long ago, every patch of grass needs to be covered. Grass can grow back. I think that was more of a Debo, David Boren thing. You know, beautifying the campus and everything, and it looks great. But Look, the campus, the way it looks now, as compared to when I was back at OU, you know, 81 through 86, five-year plan, Um, but it looks amazing. It's immaculate in many areas, but still, you need real tailgating. All that grass is going to be dead by October anyway. That's right. So I like that. I like it a lot. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, and again, want to hear from you, as always. Um, Let's get to the text line. We'll get some uh, early texts right now. Sark's
1: Vodka says, little by little, love we got Lindsey back, hoping the administration makes the South Oval into something of a square for tailgating when we hit the SEC. As Muleshoe would say, the Mecca for football tailgating. (laughs)
0: Please don't let them win big this year. Please. I don't know if I can take it. At my age, I don't know if I can take it. They, they might put me away into a facility. If USC wins a championship, especially, I probably will be headed to a, a nursing home.
1: From the 918, Teddy brought tailgating back. He was top of the spear complaining about it. Good. Good for Teddy. Teddy is a man of influence, if nothing else. He is a man of influence and a Butkus Award winner
0: four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine
1: seatbelt mafia from alabama here just want to tell parker we truly appreciate all the hard work he does to keep us informed on recruiting ignore the negativity fam it's nothing but love from alabama i appreciate you seatbelt mafia uh Also, this is kind of unrelated, but I love this text from the 615. Seems the best any recruiting analyst can do with five stars at this point is report what their sources tell them and add the obligatory caveat of, quote, unless there is last-minute huge bag and a strong-willed parent who is exclusively money-motivated. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to
0: that. You know, again, and it's it's an inexact science. The Sooners lost out at least. Uh, you know, they, they, they haven't totally lost out to signing day, but they lost out on this kid. Parker got the best information he could. Didn't turn out to be the, the right information. It happens. But look, somebody was saying on the text line, Steely, you're sounding really old talking about uh, Twitter and stuff. Well, here's the deal. I love Twitter. I don't like the trolls. Trolls are going to exist till the end of time. They always are. But I just think it's pretty sad in your life if your daily job under an assumed name is to just come after everybody. I mean, you've got to have a pretty sad life. I can't imagine if I had like, you know, some account that just trolled people. And, like, my wife found out about it. I would be completely humiliated. First of all, I wouldn't do it. but And I understand. Look, Parker's going to take. We knew that Parker was going to take some bullets on this deal. I knew it. Everybody knew it. But you're you're not right all of the time. And I understand the frustration with the five-star defensive lineman. I get it. I get it. And, you know, they're always going to take your, uh, you know, a bold statement and cut out some of the context of that bold statement, so it became dead in the water, you know, without any context to it. That's what the trolls do. But the trolls, ladies and gentlemen, are losers. (laughs) And losers lose in life. That's not what the winners do. They win. Pretty profound, huh? 405-651-3439. And I'm not saying that it – look, I realize that it, not everybody was going to say, oh, Parker, I'm so sorry, you know, bad information. I knew – you knew there was going to be some blowback. And like I said, I understand the frustration as a somewhat sooner homer. I'm frustrated too. But I'm not going to come after a kid, and you know, and, and I'm not going to come after somebody and just be, you know, pretty much pure evil. It's it's at least 10% evil, some of it. So, anyway. But you're headed to Hawaii, so. That is correct. Put the phone away. Phone is going up. You know? Put the phone away. Don't even look at it. Don't even do it. Just uh, enjoy Hawaii. Just enjoy Hawaii. It's probably... Plank trolling Parker. LOL, just kidding. No, Chris, is, Chris is, uh, he's a solid individual. You wouldn't yes, have to worry about that.
1: Well, and Chris, Chris is not – I think it was a good observation by Ronnie Crimson on social media yesterday or a couple days ago and he said, you'll never meet a hater doing better than you.
0: I, I just can't imagine getting up and doing that every day. I mean, something's wrong with their manula <laughs> oblongata. No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about – well, I want you to answer this question. All right, I know the SEC is coming up next year, but with the changing world that we're currently living in in college football, how do you envision OU football three years down the road? That's the question for hour number one. How do you envision Sooner football three years down the road? Look into your crystal ball. Tell us on the text line. We'll get to as many texts as we can when we get back right here on The Ref. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a five-star casino that is committed to you and will not flip their commitment to you. I'm talking about the one, the only, Riverwind Casino. 17th birthday celebration underway. $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration is going on. Play with your wild card during the week, particularly Monday and Tuesday, because uh, for every five points in your wild card, you get 17 extra entries through the uh, end of the promotion, August 26th. But get out there and play with your wild card the other days of the week and rack up as many uh, extra entries in the drawing uh, that you can. The drawings are Saturday nights. Get out there, win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. We've got concerts this weekend, sold out. Dwight Yoakam at the Showplace Theater. How good is it? to have the Showplace Theater back. Great concert venue. Uh, If you haven't seen a show out there, you need to. The Counting Crows are coming August 25th. We have Ario in Chicago in September. Foreigner, Carly Pierce in October. Rodney Carrington's coming for a couple shows. Aaron Lewis, Flatland Cavalry, Boys to Men. Our man Colin over there is going to keep bringing in some great musical acts to the Showplace Theater. And don't forget Beats and Bites, one more summer show. Gary Allen, August 26th. And the gin uh, blossoms coming back with uh, tonic and Wakeland. They were uh, scheduled for June, but they got weathered out. But the gin blossoms with tonic and uh, Wakeland, October twenty second. It'll be great to have a Beats and Bites show in the fall. Imagine how great the weather's going to be out there under the lights. Great food trucks everywhere. Kid friendly environment. Kids under twelve getting free tickets to the Beats and Bites shows are only ten bucks a piece. Tickets to all those shows at the Showplace Theater and at Beats and Bites. Uh, on the work stage where you'll find Gary Allen, August 26th, and the Gin Blossoms, October 22nd. Tickets are available at Riverwind.com or at the Casino Box Office. Can I say something again? Uh, this is not a manifesto. It's a mini-manifesto. All right. Again, you're, I, what did I tell you guys that you were going to hear? Those yardbirds are going away, right, gentlemen? <laughs> you know, I told you before it happened that that was going to be what you're going to hear. And I, I like Jim a lot. I like Julie a lot. But I told you that was going to happen. Do you like gardening a lot, too? I don't like gardening at okay. all. I've never gardened in my life and will not garden. But at the same time, I know the game. I know how it's played. I know what perception looks like. FM signal going away temporarily this Friday. Let me give you some numbers from our streaming, all right, that came in the other day. We are up 60% in total streaming listeners in the first 15 days of August compared to last year, which was up about 20% over the previous year. So we are continuing to grow. Despite the BS that you hear, we're not going anywhere. You know, we, we know the other station. And, look, I worked there for a while. I like everybody over there. I can't think of anybody I don't like and I don't respect But I knew this was going to be the stuff that would come out. And that's what they do. Uh, Any sales department would do that. I get it. But it's just BS. I remember when that Ultimate guy was also on an AM signal, the 1340. I was working with him without an FM signal back in the day. He knows that. He knows the game. We're not going anywhere. And we have a very good lineup. All right. T-Row, voice of the Sooners. TJ's great. Parker, I know some people are mad at him right now. Kid works his butt off, tries to get the sources right. Sometimes it doesn't work out, okay? Um, Plank, I mean, national radio host, Josh Helmer's great. Teddy and Tyler are awesome. We've got a bunch of hardworking good people here. You've, You've got an old man past his prime, I admit that. But I love this radio station. I love the chemistry here. And you know what? I liked working at the other two places as well. I did. But, you know, this notion out there that we're going somewhere or we're down to the minors you know or whatever Um, when you have a 20 plus year head start and you've been on a signal you could put chimpanzees on that airwaves on those airwaves and probably finish in the top 15 all right coca-cola and pepsi what do people said for you let's go get a coke it's branding we're gonna be fine we're not going anywhere we're the home of sooner fans we'll continue to be the home of sooner fans and, again, I like Jim. I hope he and Julie are doing well after their accident they had. And Jim's really a pretty good guy. But I I knew, I knew that was going to be the spin. And I love Al, too, because I wouldn't be anywhere without Al Eshbach's help in my career. So there you go. Okay, 405-651-3439. But we're still growing. And you know why? It's thanks to you guys. We can't even keep up with your texts. We can't do it. We're trying. But keep them coming in. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. KW nine one eight says, "To be
1: honest, I didn't even know you all were on an FM station. I never listen to radio. I listen to the app, and I switched to you all long ago because you all do a phenomenal job of posting your shows as podcasts,
0: which is more than I can say for any other station." Yeah, and look, I don't want to dog anybody over there. I really don't because I like everybody over there, and I like everybody at the other place that I was at. Well, you know, I like them; they're good people, and. I consider them friends. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and let people, you know, portray this like our numbers are dwindling. They aren't. They're growing. And we are in an archaic market, the Jurassic Park of rating systems with a Nielsen book, which no markets hardly (laughs) use at all. I mean, it is antiquated. And I'm not saying we'd be number one, but I know that we, we're a radio station that's growing. I've done this for a while, almost 41 years now. Anyway, okay. 405-651-3439. I'm just tired of the BS, man. Uh, Derek says, we
1: certainly aren't going to be another Nebraska, much to the ultimate troll Colin Cowturd's chagrin.
0: Yeah, and the question was, where do you see the OU football program in three years, realistically? And don't be afraid to elaborate, not like, kicking butt, okay? We get that, but give us, you know, a couple reasons why you think they're going to be in a good spot or maybe, you know, a not-so-good spot. Let us know.
1: Captain Ward says, OU will go into the SEC at the top of the second tier. By year three, we'll be at the level of interchangeability in the top where any of the four or five teams can win the conference and the national championship you will be in the same conversations as Bama, Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee. This is what Venables is building, and that is what the standard means.
0: Okay, uh, Captain Willard, I'm giving you an A-plus on your paper. Very nice. Excellent work on your blue book exam there. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Captain.
1: Uh, very, some very, very concise answers From a listener in the 405 I see being on Alabama and Georgia's level by then
0: Well, yeah, and uh, Parker, like Captain Willard said, I think that's the goal, right? You want to be there with the heavyweights And right now, Georgia and Bama are the heavyweights LSU and Tennessee Second tier, right? But, you know, moving in the right direction I know a lot of people really like LSU there. You just want to be in that mix Of the real contenders And there's no reason why Oklahoma should, football Shouldn't be there
1: a listener in the 314 says CFP Finals, Gunny of Stutzman Army says, Well personally I see you back kicking butt and taking names.
0: There you go. I wonder if you uh if anybody has ever really taken names after kicking an ass. <laughs> like you've got a little notebook and you just destroy somebody in a fight and you just say, What's your name? Bill Johnson, okay? Bill, thank you. And you move on to the next ass. You kick that one, you write that one down. <laughs> I wonder if there's actually a book out there. Who would be the most likely person to have a book with the most butt kickings? Jerry Schmidt back in his early years, maybe? I don't know, man. Did I did I tell you the story that cracked me up? This is from golly, this must have been. It was Smitty's first go round. And a friend of mine said, man, went to the movie, and I saw, what was the name? My name is, it was the movie with uh, Sean Penn as the mentally challenged father who's going to lose his daughter. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, it was a tearjerker movie. I was walking out of the movie, man, and Jerry Schmidt was walking out, and there were tears in his eyes. Really?
1: Jerry Schmidt is and moved to emotion.
0: This was, this was the story that I got. So, Schmidtie, I know you've got better things going on, but if you're listening and if you're driving in this direction and it's inaccurate info, remember, um, this is what I got. But I just remember saying, uh, well, yeah, he's not a robot. There's nothing wrong. If Jerry Schmidt at one time shed a tear in his life, I still wouldn't mess with a man. And you need him as your strength and conditioning coach. Yes, I Am Sam was the movie. But he was, like, so shocked. Man, Jerry Smith was crying. Or at least, like, looked like he had tears in his eyes.
1: A few more texts here. All right. I think you'll be in the top three to four in the SEC in three years. Big Rich in OKC says, Devon Mitchell, Mackie winner. (laughs) Another listener, and this is a great point, says, Steely, you're asking Parker Thune a movie title. (laughs) (laughs) And finally... This is a great one from the 405. Steely, all you have to do is look at social media interaction to see who in the
0: market is growing and who isn't. Look, believe it or not, I, um, I, I just don't root for other people's demise, you know. I just don't do that, except for Shoe, Of course, I root for his ultimate demise. Other than that, you know, I want everybody to do well and be happy. I realize competition's competition, but I just don't root for other people's demise. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Appreciate you guys. We're trying to keep up with them. As I've always said, you know, copy and paste it. Keep pasting those texts in if you have to because we want to try and get to as many as we can. Thoughts on where the Sooner football program, as you look into your crystal ball, where it will be in three years, trying to elaborate on that. Captain Willard got an A-plus, an outstanding job. We want you to get an A as well. We're coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Roof and the three man front. Ted Roof, ladies and gentlemen, the defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma with the uh, fabulous voice and football IQ. Speaking to the media yesterday, let's hear. From Ted Roof, talking about the progress of the defense. The uh, defense uh, last year, in a word, brutal, for the most part. A few signs here and there, but for the most part, well short of the Oklahoma standard. But here's what Ted Roof said about where the defense is right now in fall camp.
2: We're coming along. We're not where we want to be, but uh, we've made a lot of strides and our uh, our attitude, our work ethic has been great for the most part, and uh, that we're going we're gonna to see the fruits of our labor, but we've got to continue to do that, but we're not anywhere close to where we need to be. I think we've progressed. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But again, you know, from the physicality as far as holding your gap, being disciplined to stay in your gap, constricting gaps, right fits, seeing what you're supposed to see, we've made strides, but we're not there yet.
1: So I think this begs the question, would you rather hear we're close or we're not anywhere
0: close? I'd rather hear we're close because that would be like when you're describing we're not anywhere close would be like describing my golf swing right now. Oh, that bad? So that means you're shooting like above 100. And Ugh. I'm not saying I'm there right now, but if I played, you know, right now, it probably would be very close. But we're close was a mule shoe, you know, um... But at least they're they're saying, look, I think they're saying what we know is they've got a lot more options right now, and they have depth, competitive depth, not just we've got sucky depth, they have competitive depth. And we've heard that time and time again, but there's so many more options. And, again, I think on the defensive line, and when you look at how many snaps those linebackers had to play last year, they should have some fresher guys to put in there that are pretty good, I think, uh, that are still learning the system, even some of the younger guys, but they should be better. Uh, You know, if you're not better on defense, it's a real problem. Sooner Training Camp Reports brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer Real Juice. Neutral Vodka Seltzer, the official sponsor of OU Athletics, made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. 405-651-3439.
1: From the 615, OU will win the national championship in 2025 because we have won the national championship every quarter century. 1950, 1975,
0: 2000. Yeah, it's it's a big gap, though, man. From uh, 2000 to 2023, the previous, you know, like I said, really Oklahoma football took off with Dr. Cross and when Bud got here. Because you went 50, 55, for Bud, 74, 75, 85 for Barry. Then you had a 15-year gap, obviously, until uh, 2000. But um, that's a long time, man. Yeah, if you would have told me again after that 2000 national championship, the Sooners wouldn't have one through the 2022 season, I would have thought, well, no way. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what uh, what this team, they've got to progress. They've got to be a lot better, and I think they should be. Like I said, uh, with this schedule, you better go out and win double-digit games because you're, you're favored in all but one. And, again, Texas, we'll see what happens when Oklahoma's really able to hit Texas in the mouth this year in the Cotton Bowl, unlike last year. And we'll see what happens. Brent from
1: Jenks says, Mule Shoes, we are close. is not the same as we are actually close. It meant we are nowhere close. Because Shoe is a liar. <laughs> Ohio Sooner says in three years we will have the 2023 class as seniors, 24 as juniors, and 25 as sophomores. All of those will be top five to ten classes. I don't necessarily think we will be on Georgia and Alabama's level, but I think they will be about where Clemson was in 2013-14, just about to jump into the top tier.
0: There you go. I like that. Ohio Sooner, an A on your examination. Congratulations. One of our best students out there.
1: This listener from Missouri says, CFP Finals, I'll show my work. One, BV culture established. Two, Arnold is a stud. Three, continue to stack classes. And four, offensive and defensive approaches developed.
0: There you go. That's concise, but it's very well put together. I like it. That's an A right there from uh, our student in Missouri. Wow. Well, we have uh, Sooner fans, Mike and Springfield. We have Sooner fans out there in Missouri. What's been coming out of Missouri, though, has not been very kind to our guy, Parker Thune. Like I said, Shay was about to take up a shield and a sword and start fighting. But she didn't.
1: Dean Dickens did say on the text line, can we get a Parker Thune positivity hour? I appreciate the offer, Dean. I don't think that'll be necessary because the next week is going to be Parker Thune positivity week for me. Because I get to get out of the bubble of negativity and get away from the entire recruiting world until next Friday.
0: That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Yeah,
1: after today, you're not going to hear me on these airwaves. How's Rebecca doing?
0: Is she doing well? Is she wanting to jump on uh, social media, too? Or is she don't worry about it? So her exact words were
1: last night, you know, she's... She's on Twitter. She's well aware of all the hate that I get. Doesn't really understand it because she's not very entrenched in football or football recruiting. She's a football fan. She likes the New Orleans Saints. But the OU world is one to which she is still somewhat of an outsider. But she sees all of the heat I take on social media at times. And her exact words last night were... I'm not saying I want to murder them, but I would like to inject them with something that will make them sick. <laughs> kind of like, it, it reminded me of your spiel with mule shoe. Don't want to see him fatally speared right. by a sailfish, but
0: yeah. a uh, a non-life-threatening injury would be nice. All right, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Let me tell you about uh, negative Because, look, there are always going to be losers out there. And I'm not saying they can't disagree with you, but the ones that get super personal, look, I've done it too in my life. We all slip up. You know, there's a reason J.C. came here. Because we fall short. But um, the very first phone call I got, they gave me a show right after uh, Al was done. The very first phone call I got, and what do we call it? Sports call PM or something like that. I think that was the name.
2: You're on the air. You're
0: nothing but a big redder. <laughs> and I hang up. First call. It all started negative. That was call number one. So, yes, it is. Uh, it's always going to be like that. Du-du-du-du-du. This is a good text for
1: okay. the 512.
0: Yes, ref is growing because people listen to Sports
1: Talk Radio for Sports. Not name that tune, how good someone is at poker, or that everyone
0: sucks. Well, I think the fact that uh, we talk mainly OU football, because, look, the Thunder can get great, and I love the Thunder. Uh, If the Thunder's competing for championships, they will take up a lot of airtime as well. But nothing ever is going to top the monster of OU football. Never. Uh, Not in this market. At least I'll be long gone if that ever happens. So we, we talk a lot of OU football. And, you know, some other places say, well, the homers are talking. Yeah. The other alternative is going on ESPN's homepage and seeing what the headlines are and turning on a microphone and just looking at those and just talking about what's there. I mean, that's that's done a lot. We're going to try and give you different angles and different takes and uh, as much sound as we can and not just show up here and turn on a microphone, you know, two minutes before the show. That's not how we operate. From the 405, if you want to be
1: more depressed... Oh, boy. I don't like where this is going. In 2026, we
0: will be able to say OU has won two titles in 50 years. Hashtag blue blood. There you go. Uh, well, we'll see. This season's super important. And, again, do we engage in some hyperbole here and there? Of course we do. But I really believe this is the most important season in OU football history. Now, you can look back at the years where they won championships and think, well, how big was that year? Well, it was really big. But, again, venturing into this new world, you're going up to the heavyweight division. You've been in, the, like, the light heavyweight division in the Big 12. Now you've got to go toe-to-toe with Ollie, Frazier, George Foreman, Ken Norton, you know, Larry Holmes. All those great uh, – Larry Holmes was Ollie's sparring partner back in the day. But all those great heavyweights, that it's a stacked class. So you better step your game up or you're going to get knocked out and get some standing eight counts. But you're Oklahoma. You should be able to do that. You're Oklahoma. Your tradition doesn't take a backseat to anybody in college football. So get it right. Get the right players in the right system. I still believe Brent is that guy. We'll tell. We'll see over time. But you can go toe-to-toe and knock these guys out just as well if you're doing the right things at Oklahoma. Let's break right here. 405-651-3439 on the kadipo Myers Chevrolet tax line. Keep them rolling in. What was the stat? Oh, 60% up from last August, August at this time, and listeners on the app and streaming. 60%. Most businesses would take that, I would think. We'll be right back. We are back. All right, I got a couple of uh, texts coming in. Steely, did you see what Kenny G said about Kelly Maxwell? I did see that. And uh, the quote was from the uh, story in the uh, Ocali from Kenny Gajewski about Kelly Maxwell transferring to Oklahoma was, my only disappointment for Kelly is that she went to OU because now she's lost everything here that she's ever done. And as long as I'm here, it'll be hard for her to come back here. That's just the way it is. What do you think of that, Parker Thun? First off, when you said Kenny G., Kenny Gajewski, Yes. <laughs> I was
1: like it took me it took me a second. Yes. But no, I did see that those comments circulating on social media. And hey, it's I, I don't even know what the proper word to use to describe those comments. Like hypocritical? No, not Kenny really. Kenny Gajewski like, was on
0: the OU. Yeah, exactly. World like,
1: Series team. This is a sooner. Yeah. that is now employed by the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And you're going to I don't know if it qualifies as a diss, but you're going to criticize one of your former players for transferring to the other side of the rivalry? You went Oklahoma to Oklahoma State, and now Kelly Maxwell is going to go Oklahoma State to Oklahoma, and somehow you're portraying you're trying to portray her as short-sighted in all of this?
0: Well, look, the fan base, it'll never be the, never be the same there obviously for Kelly Maxwell, Um, you know, that's how fans are. And, you know, look at me with Muleshoe. I'm still angry. I I think in the media guide, instead of having Muleshoe's picture there, there should be like that old Twitter egg, just one of those, (laughs) you know, and have it all redacted. So I understand that bitter feeling. I, I get it. But that for the head coach, and again, he's got an OU background. Plus, OU softball has become the evil empire. You know, I get it, but it doesn't look good. I don't think. I don't think it looks no, good. Not, not. And I understand, man. Tra- did Trace Ford the other day, <laughs> when he was asking about Kelly Maxwell, I love all these. You know, I think he said, "Did he say athletes are coming north to the south is a great thing?" Wow. Trace Ford's been really good in his interviews. If he's healthy, he's gonna be. He's gonna be making plays for OU. He is going to be making plays. All right, here's one more, <laughs> Steely. I really love the direction of our program. One of my concerns, this is a text, um, is that Brent is putting way too many videos out there on social media. What? I mean, the Oklahoma football Twitter account, yes, they put a lot of videos. It's not like Brent Venables is out there shooting the video and doing the editing and hitting send on those. You saw Brent out there lighting up uh, Desan McCullough. And uh, Connor Neer in one of those videos, that is that is their social media, you know, people that are putting that together. It's not Brent Venables Yeah, Brent Venables, Venables is the not the one that- like, hey, hey, here, get this on camera. <laughs> yeah, right. Hang on, guys. I know we're going through a drill. Let me just finish here. Make sure you can get this posted real quick. Yep, point it yeah. over here. My, every, mic level good? Every program in the country is doing that, all right? And you've... You clearly have to be really good at that. And OU's always had a good, uh, a good department there in terms of their social media. So, yeah, I, I, I gather an old fraternity brother of mine thinks that Brent is taking time off practice to shoot these videos and, and edit them. Maybe he's, maybe he's confused. 405-651-3439. Lone Scout on the text line
1: says, In three years, I expect to be a national championship team in the SEC, which I hate you won't hear me chanting SEC. It will always be OU. The SEC sucks. Wow, some SEC hate. I wasn't expecting that on a Tuesday.
0: Well, once you join or the Wednesday. club. I guess it's a Wednesday. You, once you become a member of the club, you feel a little bit better about it, right? Uh, if you're on the outside, you know, and the thought was, you know, because they were SEC was dominating and, you know, there are a lot of Hillbilly fans. Oklahoma will bring their share of Hillbillies also. But – um and just the obnoxious, if the, uh, if the SEC as a conference could be compared to another school, it would be like Texas, right? A lot of arrogance, except that the SEC won big. But I get it. I get it. But the matchups are going to be incredible. They're going to be great. So Brent is busy making the TikToks. According to this one guy, I think he's very confused. He was confused back in the fraternity days, too just saying 405 651 you want to get to like one or two more before we get out of here from
1: the 405 I think oh you will be in the top three or four in the SEC but I do not think it will be with this head coach BV has a lot to prove to show he is a top 10 head coach in college football so what is the insinuation there that Brent Venables is going to get fired Within the next three or four years?
0: And it looks that way, according to what this guy's saying. And, look, Brent still, you know, been a great coordinator, won a national championship, won a couple at Oklahoma. Uh, has been under, you know, really good coaches with Bill Snyder, who may have done the best job in college football history. Bob Stoops' staff was unbelievable, and that national championship staff in particular. uh, Going with Dabo and building that Clemson program from Clemsoning to winning uh, multiple national championships is very impressive. But he still does have to prove himself as a head coach, and I think he's going to get there. But there was some game management stuff last year that really didn't look that good. And that happens when you're in a situation for the first time.
1: By the way, great text to close out the hour from one of our listeners on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. This is Camo Sooner. I'm sure if Jordy Ball had wanted to transfer to Oklahoma State, Gajewski would have turned her down because she was at OU. Come on now.
0: I hear you. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's keep those texts rolling in. Appreciate Tim Lasher, his company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour here on the ref 405 579 3113. The ref army, you're killing it again. Keep it here. We've got another hour to go here on Steel Man and Thune. Oh, yeah, we're talking. We're still talking. Hour number two Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref radio network. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ref Army's killing it again. You know what I need to get? One of those uh, coverage maps or one of the maps where we can find out where people are listening. Tyler's got that. I need to get the uh, I need to get the link to that because it always amazes me when he mentions where people are and I heard T-Row talking about it this morning so I need to get that. That's good stuff. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Myers Chevrolet text line. Next Monday, you definitely want to be out at that Buffalo Wild Wings location in Edmond because of our uh, gridiron giveaway. Come on out. Get one of the uh, 70 teams we're giving away. If your uh, team reaches the uh, college football playoff, you're going to win a very big prize, and we're giving away prizes out there. We'll fire up everything at noon at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond with our Gridiron giveaway. That's right. It's happening this coming Monday. Ref Army, make sure you get out there because we're giving away not just prizes, you know, for how your team performs, but we're giving away a ton of prizes also um, just out there giving away the teams. Some instant prizes for you and a good time with some great food and beverages out at Buffalo Wild Wings for our Gridiron giveaway at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond coming up this Monday. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, hour number two presented by Oklahoma Generators. You can go to okgen.com or call them up at 405-321-6631, family-owned and operated. Great customer service, Oklahoma's most experienced service and sales staff. They're currently offering new customer discounts and free 10-year warranties on new installations. At Oklahoma Generators, go to okgen.com or call 405-321-6631. Peyton Bowen, ladies and gentlemen, five-star from Denton Geyer. You saw the highlights uh, from his high school games. He and Jackson Arnold just tore it up. They were unbelievable. Peyton Bowen, not only great, you know, intercepting passes, coming up in run support from his safety spot, was electric in the kicking game as well. Kickoff returns, punt returns, he did it all. He was a human highlight reel. I know that was originally Dominique Wilkins. Now it's Peyton Bowen. Peyton Bowen talking about his situation, meeting the media yesterday. Did say this. He's certainly glad he came in early to learn this defense.
3: Coming out here in the spring was a very good choice. Like coming out here, getting the work in. Now um, fall camp's almost like the same thing, and it's pretty easy. Like not easy, but it's. Good that I got that work early and got out the way. I'd say that's the hardest part. I feel like I know the plays really well. It's just how, um, like your alignment and um, disguising. I think that's the main thing that just really gets to me, and I'm, obviously I'm getting better at it now from the spring. But it's it's coming along, and that's I'd say that's probably the hardest part.
0: All right, uh, Brent. Uh, if you got a guy that versatile and he can play different positions, Brent's gonna try and get him to do that, no doubt. Peyton Bowen said yesterday again, yeah, he's. He's being moved around some on the defensive side of the ball.
3: I have moved around a lot. I've played um, about five different positions this fall camp, and you know it's been it's been a challenge. But I'm like I'm doing great at it. Like I, I mean I feel like every day I'm getting better at it. Obviously it's like not perfect because I'm still learning five different positions and I get put in at different places. So like every time we learn a new install, like I'm learning it learning it at this position like. In, but they put me in a different position that day, so it's it's kind of difficult. But I've I'm taking it as a challenge. Like I'm gonna keep pushing through it and just do do my thing, just learn it, so that it comes easier whenever it's game time.
0: There you go, uh, Parker. What are you thinking about Peyton Bowen and his progression so far, and how much you'll we'll see him at least early in the season?
3: Yeah, well, I've
1: said it before. I'll say it again. I think this kid, long term, is gonna be a superstar, and it may not take long for him to become. A superstar at the collegiate level now I expect him on the field quite a bit as a freshman in a varied role and it's good to know that Brent Venables sees him as a type of guy that and it was easy to see this on his high school film could literally do everything on the defensive side of the ball at the second and third levels and so he brings a ton of versatility a ton of intelligence and just a knack for knowing where to be on the football field football and I think I'm not the only one that said this. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Brandon Hall in spring that said this about Peyton Bowen as well. But football just comes easy to that kid. And so when you got a guy for whom the game is easy and who's also really physically gifted and plays with a lot more ferocity and vigor than you would expect for somebody of his stature and frame then it makes sense to bounce him around, see what he's capable of, see how much he can digest and how many ways he can help you once the season rolls around in September.
0: He did uh, pick off his buddy uh, Jackson Arnold the other day, too, in in practice. So uh, Peyton Bowen making plays. But the early returns on all three of these five stars are great. Uh, and that's what you hope, obviously, for a five-star kid, is that you're going to get good early returns. Now, the Sooners, again, uh, at P.J. at Abore's position, you know, you add Trace Ford and you add Rondell Bothroyd and what you have coming back and, and, uh, you know, R. Mason Thomas and guys like that, obviously Ethan Downs. But, um, you know, it's a a matter of what your position looks like depth-wise. But, you know, because the Sooners this year, they hope not to have to play Jackson Arnold in an emergency situation, but you want to get him enough reps uh, in meaning, in some meaningful situations, uh, as you go into the SEC next year, so he feels a comfort level. Now, Jackson Arnold, I think, because of his ability and his confidence level, will will not be scared. But you want him to get a uh, little trial by fire this year. But in terms of playing snaps this year, is it going to be Peyton Bowen one? Um, you know, it could be close though between P.J. Atabore and uh, Jackson Arnold behind. Peyton Bowen. Who do you think will play more snaps between PJ and Jackson Arnold? Between PJ and Jackson? Yeah. I would say PJ. Even with Jackson All Arnold time. maybe coming in and clean up time, say Arkansas State, he might play a half against Arkansas State.
1: Yeah, I would still go with PJ. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Like and I think I think Peyton Bowen will have the highest snap count of any one of the freshmen. Um unless there's just somebody I'm blanking on. But that, that would be my guess is Bowen tops the freshmen as far as snap count goes. Uh, Scary Gary says about a year ago, I texted in and said, I heard he had a honey badger type of game talking, of course, about Bowen. And it sounded like BV and co were using him like that. And they certainly are. And Mm -hmm. I, the honey badger comparison,
0: Tyron Matthew,
1: that that's legit, man, because rarely do you see a defensive back at the collegiate level. And, you know, you can carry that over to the NFL as well. It's even rarer in the NFL, but. Rarely have you seen a defensive back in the NFL or in college football that is capable of lining up at multiple positions, capable of hurting you in the return game, and capable of coming downhill and providing the type of run support that you would expect from a linebacker. Now, Tyron Matthew is kind of one of a kind because he's only, what, 5'9", 5'10"? Peyton Bowen's a little bit bigger than that. But still, not the biggest frame imaginable. He's just a guy that is willing and able to put his body in harm's way, if need be, to make a play and to complete disregard for life and limb on every single snap. He's just flying to the ball, whether it's a run play and he's got to come down and support, or whether it's a pass play and he's got to hang back there and cover. Peyton Bowen's somebody that legitimately can do it all, and those types of defensive backs are few and far between.
0: The only problem is, and look, I think Peyton Bowen's going to be great, too. And I like Scary Gary. I like your text on our Knippel-Meyer Chevrolet text line. But the last time somebody was compared to the Honey Badger in EOU Secondary, when he first arrived, Buki. Oh, no. And Buki was probably best known for, I think everybody loved Buki. In the locker room, he was very popular. But, you know, Buki was, you know, you think of the hit in the Peach Bowl. You think of the uh, unsportsmanlike con stuff like that, big penalties in crucial situations. But uh, Buki was no honey badger. But Peyton Bowen could be maybe at that level. He has the ability to get there with his skill set. 405-651-3439. I live in Texas. Can we please stop using... Horns down for our hand sign. They love that we give them that much credit 365 days a year from Luke in Dallas. Well, Luke, here's the problem. The genie is so far out of the bottle on that, you're not going to be able to put the genie back. Not even. That's going to be going until the end of time. And here's the thing. It's going to become super popular in the SEC now, too. And some people say, well, it just calls attention to Texas, you know. And it does, but, I mean, is there anything else in college sports, and I'm not a smart man, I'm like Forrest Gump, that is anything close to horns down that many different schools do as a taunt or a put down of a another school, as a single school? Is there anything nope, else in the nothing. same ballpark? Nothing, nothing, right, that I can think of. I mean, maybe there is in a certain rivalry or whatever, but it is, you know. Somebody in the 580 just said, shut up, Luke and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Buki, st- somebody called Buki the honey skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse G, very nice. Leader for Tweet of the Day. Bookie was more akin to a honey skunk uh, than a honey
1: badger. From the 918, we called Buki 15 yards because every time he would make a play, the other team would get 15 yards. Oh, man. That's too good. The Scooz says, Will someone tell Luca to zip his pie hole with the horns down thought?
0: Luke, I understand the thought. I get what you're coming from, where you're coming from, but it's just there are some situations that just can't be stopped. And it's only going to get bigger, I think, in the SEC. So, anyway, I think Jesse G., that is. Is Jesse G already a five star? Because the Honey Skunk, that is, that's a world class. Uh, You're going to elevate him to five star status for that? I think so. pretty good. I mean, that's like Elite, elite 11 MVP right there, that text. Okay, 405 651 3439. 405 651 3439. Why don't we take a break right here? Stay on, uh, stay on time here. Uh, when we get back, Reggie Pearson. Talking about adjusting to Brent Venables' defense. We'll hear from him coming up here in a little bit as well. I got, uh, man, people are texting me stuff today that we, they want me to talk about. The last one was why Brent Venables is putting out too many social media videos. We'll see what the, these are. But, yeah, somebody thought that Brent's putting, i like, spending a lot of time on these videos. I don't think, again, Brent is shooting the videos, doing the interviews, putting the music in doing the editing, and then tweeting them out. I would bet he's never done that one single time in his life. Coming right back. Let me tell you about another great professional outfits. Best of what they do. You know, we'll be at Cavens Group tomorrow. We'll be at Riverwind Friday. Two of the best of what they do. The Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma, Dr. Bilardo and his professional team. Cataract surgery, often once you get older, is a step you're going to have to take. And it's not about just restoring your vision, but it's about really the quality of your life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one really big decision that can affect your eyesight for the rest of your life. So you need to make the right choice. And that choice comes down to: Do you want a standard lens, which often still requires you to use glasses for reading uh, later in life, or do you want a premium lens? Consider, you know, panoptics, Vividity, uh, or a light adjustable lens. All available. Those are the best choices you can find for crystal clear vision and freedom from glasses at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma. Dr. Bellardo and his team over there will make you super comfortable, super relaxed. They're they're so good at what they do. Over 20 years being the leaders in vision correction in the uh, Oklahoma City market. And as they always say, if you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Okay, let's hear from Reggie Pearson, the uh, Texas Tech hard-hitting safety. Meeting the media yesterday. How is he adjusting right now to the Brent Venables defense?
3: Like, when you come in as a transfer, you kind of feel that that sense of, like, uh, being a guy and like coming in and like okay they see me as this guy, I'm this standard or whatever and what BV kind of holds you to even higher standard to where like you feel like you come in as a freshman. So that that I feel like that's the best thing that I've had to counter with when I got here because uh, get this uh, understanding of how fast the game goes and the defense and the relationships that come with it but here is kind of Like, you have to build it, like, restart, like, from, like, beginning. So, it's special since I've got here, and I've appreciated every moment, every practice.
0: There you go, Reggie Pearson, Jr., coming in from Texas Tech. He is the one who put the hit on uh, Dylan Gabriel in Lubbock last year. And you think of hard-hitting Sooner safeties through the years. I'll go back to Jerry Anderson back uh, in the 70s for OU. Certainly, you can look at uh, Ricky Dixon, Brandon Everidge, guys like that who've been hard-hitting safeties. Scott Hill, of course. You think about the, the lick that he put on Tony Dorsett in that game back at Owen Field in the 70s, probably the biggest, most memorable hit in OU history. Uh, again, I don't know. How long has it been since the Sooners had a super-aggressive guy that you know could strike some fear into an opposing receiving core? Uh, Reggie Pearson can certainly be that guy. There is no doubt about it. But uh, we'll see. What do you think the safety rotation is going to look like, Parker? Is it going to be Billy Bowman and Reggie Pearson? Will it be Billy Bowman and Key Lawrence? Will it be at some point, you know, you've got guys who can rotate there. Peyton Bowen's going to be in the mix. How do you you think it's going to break down early in the season and what might happen uh, further into the season at safety?
1: Yeah, look, Billy Bowman and Reggie Pearson are going to be the guys that are getting the lion's share of reps at safety off the bat. Now, my question has always been, how long does it take Peyton Bowen to start eating into those snaps for one guy or the other? Or does he become more of a full-time cheetah than we imagine he might at the moment? I don't know. I just, what is evident, what was evident, what is certainly more evident in light of some of the things that Bowen said yesterday was that that's a guy that Oklahoma wants to get on the field some way, somehow. And so, I expect Bowman and Pearson to be your two meal tickets at the safety position. But Peyton Bowen, by midseason, I expect is going to be... He's the type of guy where I figure his snap count steadily goes up as the season gets deeper and deeper. Kind of like C.J. Colden a year ago.
0: Yeah, C.J. Colden, no doubt, made progress throughout the season and made a lot of plays for OU. Uh, He was from Wyoming. You see the kid who was from Wyoming, right? Colden. Yes, Wyoming transfer. Yeah, he played well. He definitely played well. All right. uh, Man, I'm getting some text questions today. Steely, settle settle a bet for us. Who is the greatest duo in sports history? Well, I don't know if I can settle a bet for you. First of all, you have to tell me what the argument is. Secondly, I don't know that, like, there's an official listing, you know, that this is the greatest duo in sports history. So you have to give me some more insight. I mean, just off the top of my head, the greatest duo in sports history, I would I go more to basketball because two players can affect that sport more than any other because of the numbers, five on the court at once, obviously. I mean, I guess you could go to baseball, guys, Ruth and Gehrig or whatever, But, you know, you think when it comes to basketball, Jordan and Pippen, Kareem and Magic, um, you know, Latter-day Lakers down the road, Kobe and Shaq, uh, Russell and Kuzi with the Celtics. Wait a minute. Speaking of, okay. I'm going to go with the greatest duo in sports history, even though they didn't play on the same team. Oh, boy, where is this going? Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Because all they did was save the NBA. They literally lifted that league up when it was a, you know, let me get mine, individual game. You know, the ratings were nowhere. They were running the finals on tape delay. And then Bird and Magic came around, still the highest rated NCAA final of all time in 1979. And they basically bench-pressed the NBA up to where it is today. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. That's what I'm going to go with in terms of my greatest duo in sports history because of what they did for an entire league, not just a team. Still remember that 79 game in Salt Lake City. Okay, Donnie and Marie says, well, one was a little bit country and the other was a little bit rock and roll. Maddox and Glavin, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth, yes, there you go. That's an interesting question to get right in the middle of all your football conversation, but I'm – I will settle on bird and magic, and I'm not backing off that. Is there any other duo that saved, like, an entire league that you can think of? Steely South and South Dakota Sooner says Steely <laughs> and Thune.
1: Yes. Um, I. You know what has me distracted right now, Steely? Dion Sanders. What's Dion up to? I'm reading this tweet. Oh, no. From 24-7 Sports. Okay. Coach Prime was upset after a scuffle broke out at practice. But not because a scuffle broke out. The quote attached was, if one fight, we all fight. Jeez.
0: This has the potential to go very badly. Dion, one thing, man, as Stephen Broken Arrow says, uh, by the way, the uh, Jada Coleman and T.R.A. Jennings. Bill and Bob saved the Seal Man stream. Yeah, that's true, chickens. That's true. How you doing, man? um mcguire and sosa after the major league baseball strike yeah they lifted baseball up a lot there's no doubt but not as much as bird and magic did for the nba if, so do you like Dion coach prime like how does this
1: how does this make any sense if one fight we all fight so if two of his players are going at it on the practice field does he just want the entire team to rally and start swinging I'm so know.
0: confused I don't know that's that's Coach Prime for you there, but you know I just don't <sighs> turn a battle into a war. Dion's always entertaining, but I have a hard problem It would be like me saying, the Steel man says, you know because i my brother would call me that for a while, yeah, don't call me the steel man, please, and I love my brother, but I'm like, please don't come you don't call me that, but Dion is always doing that. So, anyway, uh, Colorado football at least will be very interesting this year, right? Because it was Cricket City for a long time in Colorado. And at least Dion has cameras and mics are going to be everywhere. And uh, you know that he's going to be able, if they come out and surprise this year, Dion can recruit. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, anyway. So, um, he literally just wants
1: to turn practices into a melee. It's uh, It kind of sounds that way, I guess, doesn't it? I just, nothing about that makes sense. <laughs> but whatever, it's Dion Sanders. Dion can do Dion. Oh, we'll Deion's see whether it works Deion. or not.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Todd Bates' nemesis is saying McKinley to Texas. We haven't seen anything official on Dominic McKinley, but Texas apparently is leading there, right, on Dominic McKinley? I,
1: it depends on – who you talk to
0: okay
1: Uh, like I said that the intel is kind of all over the place with that one between OU LSU and Texas I lean towards it being an OU Texas battle but I know LSU just will not concede and much like OU and the Nguinari situation LSU is probably not going to give up on McKinley until national signing day well
0: imagine all the Cajun hillbillies that are going to be upset that a five-star defensive lineman gets out of the state of Louisiana right Think about that. Okay, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Meyer Chevrolet text line. You guys are killing it again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's talk some more Sooner football when we get back. Actually, I want to turn our attention to the Texas freaking Longhorns and all the preseason hype for Texas. Imagine that. Preseason season hype for the Horns. Stay with us. All right, we are back. Good to have you with us. Going to hear, uh, talk about the uh, Longhorns for a minute here. In just a second, let's tell you about a winning organization. It's not the University of Texas. It is Riverwind Casino. If you haven't been out and seen the uh, newly renovated gaming area and the, the whole casino. They've got this video board uh, that is unbelievable, spectacular, uh, right there at the uh, south entrance, just above the south entrance, which is really cool. Uh, the gaming floor was always great, but they have revamped it, remodeled it. They have room for more gaming machines now, nearly 3,000 electronic gaming machines. Always had the best games, the best bars and dining with the Coop Ale House Bar and uh, great dining options like the River Buffet. Uh, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurants. Now they have the the Food Court, which, again, the season's Food Court, which has TVs galore built right into the walls there around the Food Court, where you're never going to miss a moment from any game. They've got a world-class hotel. All your favorite table games as well. Great poker room, great promotions as always, like right now, the $100,000 New Scene 17 Celebration, which continues through August 26th. Get out there and play with your wild card, especially on Mondays and Tuesdays to get 17 times the entries in the drawings that they hold on Saturday evenings. Go out there and win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play in the Riverwind New Scene 17 Celebration. And again... uh, can't thank Riverwind Casino enough. Can't wait to be out there again on Friday. So get out there and win. And, again, if you haven't seen the new setup out there, they've got a Skyloft now. They've got an Oasis gaming area. We have shows back at the Showplace Theater. Dwight Yoakam will be on the Showplace Theater stage this weekend, uh, Saturday night at Riverwind. And uh, don't forget, we have another Beats and bites show for the summer on the Coop Works Beats and Bite stage, August 26th. It'll be Gary Allen. And then we have a show that they added uh, just about a week and a half ago for the Gin Blossoms. Remember the Gin Blossoms, Tonic and Wakeland were supposed to be there June 10th. We had some weather rolling into the area, had to cancel that. Uh, So October 22nd for the Gin Blossoms with Tonic and Wakeland. So still have a couple more Beats and Bites shows to go. One August 26th and one in the fall October 22nd. Get your tickets online at Riverwind.com or at the casino box office. All right, Texas. Last year, took down the Sooners forty nine zip in a game that was an absolute disaster for Oklahoma. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, I would say, I would say, was sorely missed in that game. And uh, you know, it seemed like for the longest time, it was the Sooners putting a beat down on Texas in games like that. But it was the Longhorns getting it done uh, last year. Let's talk can Texas. I, can I play the music? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I love this. Let's do
2: Longhorn it. Nation. We're
0: back! All right, so you see preseason hype for Texas every single year. The Longhorns have to go to Tuscaloosa in Game 2 this year. And look, they had a great chance to beat Alabama last year, but Bryce Young made some big plays down the stretch. But I still have to see it to believe it. Let's hear, though, what Steve Sarkeesian said recently. Sark said... That you know what he wasn't backing down from a lot of the hype for Texas. That uh, he believes they have all the ingredients to be a special team this year. I really feel like our team's on a mission. Like we, we've 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 been building for
1: this um, to, to to win a Big Twelve championship. I felt like you know that they will all tell you that that we missed an opportunity a year ago to not play for the Big Twelve championship game. Because of our own undoing, we made some mistakes in a couple of games that cost us an opportunity to be in that game. You know, really the full allotment of our team now are players that I inherited that have now been with us for three years and have completely bought into who we are and what we're doing. Or their kids that we recruited that believed in what we were doing, and that's why they came here. So we, we really have a locker room full of guys that are believing in in in, in what we believe and are putting forth uh, the necessary effort and means to to
0: to to try to be a champion. How long? Great song by the the group Ace back in the day, by the way, in the seventies. But how long has this been going on? For a while with Texas, right? Every year we know that Texas builds up a fantastic recruiting class, and then they don't live up to expectations. So what are the chances maybe this year it could happen? Here's the deal. You don't look at the Big 12 and see an overwhelming favorite like you did with Oklahoma in the days with Baker, Kyler, or, you know, back in the Bob Stoops days when they had those great teams. But I am really curious, Parker, to see what happens in the Cotton Bowl this year. Because, look, OU fans going to hear about it for a long time. We know what happened. You should never be in that bad of a situation uh, with your backup quarterback deal. But, you know, and I, you know, the game plan, I, I don't know. They tried. They tried to run the Wildcat, Eric Gray through it. I mean, there was disastrous stuff that happened. But for so many years, again, in these games – For the most part, we saw the Sooners punch the horns in the mouth. And even when they got punched a couple times, they would come back and find a way to win the game. So this year's Texas game, you talk about again, we're talking about a big season. But I'm just curious to see how that's going to play out. Have the Sooners lost any psychological, you know, we're tougher, we're stronger, we're better, we're going to find a way – Type of mentality in that game. That's what I want to know. You would think that Brent Venables is the guy that could have him again and still that you know forget about last year, we're tougher, all that. But Parker, I, I think I, I'm just wondering if there is any chance that that di- di- that dynamic has changed a little bit. You know, even with Texas, you know, gets out to that 17 to nothing lead in the Sooners and Caleb Williams and uh, company and. You know Marvin Mims and Caleb Kelly and Kennedy Brooks—they find a way to come back and win that game. So that means the Texas game, which is always, if not the biggest game on your schedule, right there. Um, this year, man, it's going to be crazy to see what happens.
1: Big Rich in OKC on the text line says that Cotton Bowl is on mule shoe. Speaking of last year's forty-nine nothing blanking. Ohio Sooner says, Sark sounds like he should be on a cable news talk show, not coaching Texas to another sub-10 win season. <laughs> uh, Rocket Sooner says, how did Sark just say no, or how did he say two? I think he he meant two. How did he say two three different ways? Two, two, and two. Maybe he's nipping on, on a bottle again. Who knows? Hopefully not. Todd Bates-Nemesis says, better win after last year's embarrassment. I don't care if they beat Bantala. Better f and win.
0: Yeah, I, you know, this can be a streaky series, though. And one of the things we talked about when Brent first got this job, one of the things you have to do in Oklahoma is win against Texas. Uh, Barry Switzer did it when Bud started losing to Daryl Royal. Bud wasn't long for the job, you know, and he was going into other, uh, you know, things in his life at that time. But you know, Mac Brown couldn't beat Bob Stoops enough. Um, and they obviously they won a national championship. But you know what I'm, what I'm saying. You need to win your share against Texas, at least win half of them and probably more than half of them to maintain your job for a long time at Oklahoma. So this one, the dynamic this year, um, because I believe for the longest time the Sooners came down that ramp and said, thought, we got this. And Texas thought, oh, no, for a long time. And if you're a Sooner fan, you got to hope that dynamic hasn't changed. I don't think it has, but let's see what happens this year.
1: I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It's tough to walk in with the same confidence as a program that you once walked into that building with when you're coming off a 49 nothing thrashing last year. Yeah. That is tough. Yeah. yeah. It's not as if that memory is going to be completely absent from their psyche the morning of that game.
0: And, look, I believe that Oklahoma's going to have a great chance to go down there and win. And I think it's going to be a dogfight. And uh, last year, again, you know, the uh, circumstances dictated that ass-kicking in many ways. Uh, Look, you still have to fault the coaches and the players. They got their butts kicked. But it was extremely unusual circumstances that you had a backup quarterback in that situation that was – Pretty inept, and once the Longhorns got all the momentum in that game and the sooner squandered some opportunities, it was it was long gone. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Okay, break time right here. We've got one more segment to go. We're gonna get locked in, of course, at two o'clock. Parker, Tyler McComas. Everybody, hope you're having a great Wednesday. Ref Army has been tremendous again on that text line all day. It is much appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Coming back, get more of your texts in next here on The Ref. Wednesday here on Steelman and Thune, home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. We're going to get locked in here in less than 10 minutes. Parker and Tyler McComas. 405-651-3439 on the Myers Chevrolet text line. Is Ryan Wingo heading to Texas? No, he's heading to Missouri. Okay, because your boy Jeff Ketchum said he thought he was going to Texas, but Jeff Ketchum is full of it still? I mean, this was like yesterday when I saw it, but uh, because that's that's what I had heard he was going to wind up in Missouri.
1: Here's what has long been the reality in Ryan Wingo's recruitment. He's going to go wherever the bag is. And right now, it's fairly obvious that Missouri is where the biggest bag is.
0: Big bags in Missouri.
1: Like, that is a recruitment that has been solely dictated to this point by NIL. Yeah.
0: Okay, 405 651 I hope they do come out of that tunnel difference. They've been coming out too overconfident over the years. Texas has been getting... After our buttocks early. That's what the guy said, buttocks. I'm ready to see us, be the ones with something to prove we need to play hungry. And the only thing to satisfy that hunger is more Bebo. (laughs) Yeah, look, I don't think it changes that quickly, the dynamic. But for the longest time, you feel like the narrative around, again, the narrative around OU Texas has been, You know, and Texas would pop up here and there, and a Charlie Strong team won, you know. But, or Tom Herman, you know, the year Sam Ellinger beat Kyler Murray in the Cotton Bowl, and the Sooners turned the tables on the horns in the Big 12 championship game. But for the most part, the thought was Oklahoma's the tougher, more disciplined team. They're going to find a way to win. Texas, Texas just isn't as tough as Oklahoma. Well, once again, I think Brent and the staff, and certainly with Schmitty back, that Oklahoma's trying to build back that, you know, Tough mentality that maybe they lost during the mule shoe years to a certain extent, well, to a large extent, but certainly didn't play that way last year. But last year, you kind of feel like, I don't know. Clearly, it would have been a much more competitive game with Dylan Gabriel. Would Texas have won the game? Probably. But it wouldn't have been the debacle that it turned out to be. Cherokee Sooner says, the only big bag
1: Mizzou has is a big bag of meth. And this is what has me wondering, like, in the central time zone, is every interstate school's diss to other schools that, <laughs> like, is that always what it is? Is that it? I, don't I, know. it just, I It doesn't matter who it is. I hear that so often. Oh, yeah, those meth heads in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, those meth heads in Missouri. Oh, yeah, those meth heads in Iowa.
0: It wouldn't seem like
1: Iowa would have a lot of meth heads. No, Iowa just has a lot of corn and farmers. Mm -hmm. Those meth heads in Kentucky. Those meth heads in Arkansas. I would
0: say Oklahoma has a pretty good contingent. Wouldn't you?
1: I don't know, Steely. I, I, I don't claim to be plugged into the meth scene. I am no Heisenberg. Say my name.
0: What a great... Did you finish it, by the way? Uh, finished Season 3 last night. Season 3. So. Still liking it a lot? It's riveting.
1: I'll say that much. I
0: finally got on the Peaky Blinders, by the way. And at first, I thought I had given that one shot like one episode, but clearly I didn't because it's great. It's really good, the Peaky Blinders. Even though it may be the worst name of a series of all time because it just yeah, what, sounds what like, is, like it's a it's a – it's a street gang in England in the right after the First World War. I mean, <laughs> that tracks. The yourself. I'm with the Pinky effing blinders. The peaky blinders, bruv. But they were badasses. They were badasses. But it doesn't sound, you know, if somebody said, "Hey, dude, you better watch out. The peaky blinders are coming," I would think, "What? Okay." Right, so we're with the Peaky Blinders. You'll hear that sometimes, yes. They usually throw in the F word in between Peaky and Blinders. We're the Peaky Blinders. So, anyway. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I also watched, by the way, last night for the first time, the first episode of Hard Knocks with the New York Jets. And you know what? How hard are the Knocks? Yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers seems pretty likable so far. I know he's going out with that witch, Blue of Earth, or whatever <laughs> her name is. Blue of Earth. Now, if you're going to go out with a witch, go out with Stevie Nicks, but she's way too old for Aaron Rodgers now, because the rumor was that Stevie Nicks, witch, I mean, the song and is about a witch, So, but Aaron Rodgers seemed pretty cool, pretty likable. Would Boomer go, Brady, Would boom. you go out to the tent with Aaron Rodgers and stay there for a week and no, play darkness not. or whatever where, whatever you Absolutely not.
1: That is, that is borderline psycho stuff. Uh, Boomer Brady says, My father-in-law was an undercover narcotics detective for years. Ever heard of the 417? It's another name for meth. It's also an area code in Missouri.
0: Well, I would think in the Ozarks, right, in that area. I would say Missouri. I was thinking more of Iowa. Iowa doesn't seem like a big meth haven, but what do I know? But, yes, the Ozarks and Missouri, I mean, we saw the series, right? Ozark, great series. So there you go. Thanks for the knowledge, Boomer Brady. Oh, boy.
1: Now we have counties beefing with one another. Somebody in the 580
0: says, Cole County loves them some meth.
1: Blue Whale Sooner says Iowa used to be the meth capital of the free
0: world. Really? That's surprising if that's true. And I'm not doubting you, Blue Whale Sooner, but it just, I don't know. It just it seems like the people in Iowa like corn and the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones and wrestling and stuff.
1: Big Rich in OKC is asking the important questions Will Jackson Arnold's jersey just have JFA on the back? <laughs>
0: It should, right? Jackson. <laughs> Arnold. That was one of the clo- – is that the closest call in ref history, modern-day ref history? Yes, Steely. You. I'll were- tell you why, Jackson. <laughs> Arnold. It was very close.
1: I mean, I will say, though, being half a letter away from saying that word is probably preferable to being half a letter away from saying the N-word, as has happened before in this state.
0: Oh, jeez. Not cool. Okay, we got to get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have done an unbelievable annual and you ladies. We have some ladies out there who will text us, no doubt. Stevie Nicks, awesome singer, but back in the day, Stevie snorted uh, uh, more in a tent set up before the stage. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that was probably happening. But you know what? All the craziness from Fleetwood Mac created rumors because. They were all hating each other at the time, which led to some really good songs, which was awesome. Okay, thank you, everybody, for being with us today. And uh, Parker's still got another hour. Tyler McComas getting locked in. Have a great honeymoon. Thank you. Don't worry about the losers. They are losers. And uh, I also want to thank Dr. Bellardo, the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma, and the one... And only simply the best Riverwind Casino. See you at Cavens Group tomorrow, Riverwind on Friday. Have a great Wednesday.